Mapel Vilma. And this is everything, everything. Today we're going to be talking about conspiracy theories. Um, I'm a very big fan of conspiracy theories. Although it's not a topic that you can just very easily bring up in a conversation with your friends or with co-workers or just, you know, people. It's not just something you start talking about out of the blue. Um, but I'm going to take you through a few conspiracies uh, most of them uh, you know about if you don't I think you don't even live under a rock you just don't exist you know so yeah our first one is the 9-11 conspiracy so um, the evidence is overwhelming that the terrorist attacks of September 11th 2001 were indeed the result of a conspiracy. A conspiracy of Osama bin Laden and a crew of mostly Saudi hijackers. This is too simple for some though. Um, conspiracy theorists have a variety of much more complex explanations for what happened at the World Trade Center and Pentagon that day, often involving insider knowledge by President George Bush, Vice President Dick Cheney, and top Bush advisors. Often these conspiracy theories rely on anti-Semitic tropes, such as the attacks being orchestrated by Israel. I mean, was this guy from Israel? I, I don't know, maybe they, you know, how in movies you get a machinery to do your dirty work or so they call it um many claim that because jet fuel can't melt steel beams i don't know what steel beams are the twin towers must have been brought down by controlled demolition from bombs planted before the planes hit a 2006 nova documentary debunked these claims it is in fact quite possible for the columns holding up skyscrapers to fail catastrophically when exposed to fires burning on multiple floors. Okay. Other claims are refuted by simple logic. If a hijacked airplane did not crash into the Pentagon, as is often claimed, then where is Flight 77 and its passengers? Are they with the Roswell aliens at Hangar 18? Mm, mm, mm. Let's just pause. Aliens. And Area 51. Um, that's also usually very interesting. Although it's been a very long time since I watched anything about Area 51 or aliens. In, um, I feel like, I mean, I, you know, you know how opinions are, right? Like, I could feel like they exist, but they might or might not. It's just like a feeling. And you know, um, there's this one time I was watching The Flash, right? And so Joe was like the best something. I can't remember what word he used. The best kind of um, I'm going to say, no, it's not a weapon, but something that a police officer has is their gut. And for me, I'm not a, I'm not a cop, <laughs> but I trust my gut a lot, like a lot, you know, like when it says, you know, this is wrong or this is right and, you know, this, this, 
is going to be like this if you do this. I listen. It's not even like a voice, it's just a feeling that I usually have, like a premonition. Not that makes me sound like a seer. But uh it's I guess it's a thing for females, female intuition. But yes, let's call it intuition. I trust my intuition. A in many conspiracy theories, bureaucratic incompetence is often mistaken for conspiracy. Our government Yeah, that's America, not any other nation. Our government is so efficient, knowledgeable, and capable. So the reasoning goes that it could not possibly have botched the job so badly in detecting the plot ahead of time or responding to the attacks. Well, it happened. It was very sad. It still is very sad. I remember when it happened in Kenya. My mom was still, I was like two years old, I guess. My mom was like, my dad was somewhere near there. You know, they didn't have phones at that time. So she was like, oh, goodness. You know, did something happened to this guy. Uh, but he's all right. He's all right. Nothing happened. Thank goodness. Thank the heavens. Next theory. The Princess Diana's murder. Um, There's a lot of controversy over this topic specifically um you know everyone has their own story but then there's this wide widely accepted theory that even i kind of have accepted Oh, I don't, I don't feel like I'm about to, sit, to state it here because I don't want to get caught. <laughs> That's like, I'm, I'm scared of getting caught. So I'm just going to read what's here, okay? Um, Within hours of Princess Diana's death on August 31st, 1997, in a Paris highway tunnel, conspiracy theories swirled, as was the case with the death of John F. Kennedy. The idea that such a beloved and high-profile figure could be killed so suddenly was a shock. This was especially true of Princess Diana. Royalty die of old age, political intrigue, or eating too much rich food. They don't killed by a common drunk driver. Which is why it's a conspiracy theory. Because it's not like she was old or fat or, you know, she was just normal. I mean... Everyone has the time to go, but sometimes it feels like, no. I mean, the time to go was very suspicious. The how they went was very suspicious. So, unlike many conspiracy theories, though, this one had a billionaire promoting it. Mohammed Al-Fayed, the father of Dodi Al-Fayed, who was killed along with Diana. Alfired claims that the accident was in fact an assassination by British intelligence agencies at the request of the royal family. Alfired's claims were examined and dismissed as baseless by a 2006 inquiry. The following year at Diana's inquest, 
the coroner stated that the conspiracy theory advanced by Mohammed Al-Fayed has been minutely examined and shown to be without any substance. Okay, if you've watched as many movies as as, as I have, uh, I've watched way too many movies, mostly American. Or just, you know, white people movies. Um, there's something you notice, especially when it comes to this whole inquest thing, that they can doctor the results, you know? You I remember watching this one show and and, and this uh what do you call these people? Mm. Um 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 you know the ones who do the postmortem and things like that. I've forgotten their names, but those ones, this lady was was told to keep quiet because she 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 was made to doctor the results right and 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 most times you can doctor the results or like in put um incinerate someone no no not incinerate uh you can burn the body right and and then how they going to do an inquest on someone who's been Whose ashes, you know? Why am I suddenly forgetting these words? I know I, I, goodness. Um, so basically, what I'm saying is, you can you can doctor results, right? Because they'll be like, this lady had a son, but she didn't have a husband. I don't know where her husband went. So they're like, okay, we're going to pay you, but then if you tell anyone, we're going to kill your child or, or kidnap him, something, something of that sort. So, honestly, it's not a very strange concept because they could literally just kill this doctor who's, is it an, yeah, this this doctor who's done the post-mortem examination. So who's going to say, who's going to stand up and say, oh, you know, um, Sijui, Akuku 5, it was blunt for stroma or death by asphyxiation no i was going to stand up and say that if it's only this one person who did the post-mortem examination and or maybe your body was burnt in its ashes and you can't you know you can't determine some types of death by using ashes so yeah um on april 7th 2008 the coroner, that's the word I'm looking for. The coroner's jury concluded that Diana and Alfayed were unlawfully killed due to negligence by their drunken chauffeur and pursuing paparazzi. I wouldn't be surprised if they told this guy that he was drunk. Honestly, like, it's not like you, you watch you you live long enough and things stop becoming surprising you just realize the human heart is kind of drawn to tragedy like as human beings we just love tragedy even though there's people who are like good there's just something inside us that's just wrong you know which is sad um Subliminal advertising. 
ever been watching a movie and suddenly get the munchies or sitting on your sofa watching TV and suddenly get the irresistible urge to buy a new car. No, please, my pocket cannot allow me to buy a new car. <laughs> if so, <laughs> you may be the victim of a subliminal advertising conspiracy. Actually, I have been a victim, but like, I wasn't even watching TV. There's this um I don't know. There's this one time it was like not on TV, it was in real life. We were walking past somewhere and I saw something. I was like, I want that, you know. So maybe maybe it was like not at the moment when I might have watched it somewhere, but afterwards so yeah um proponents of this conspiracy theory include wilson brian key author of subliminal seduction and vance packard author of the hidden persuaders both of whom claimed that subliminal or subconscious messages in advertising were rampant and damaging Though the books caused a public outcry and led to FCC hearings, much of both books have since been discredited and several key studies of the effects of subliminal advertising were revealed to have been faked. Okay. In the 1980s, concern over subliminal messages spread to, to bands such as Styx and Judas Priest, with the latter band even being sued in 1990 for allegedly causing a teen suicide with subliminal messages. Um, the case was dismissed. Okay. Subliminal mental processing does exist and can be tested. But just because a person perceives something, a message or advertisement, for example, subconsciously means very little by itself. I don't believe so. I believe it's very powerful. There is no inherent benefit of subliminal advertising over regular advertising any more than there would be in seeing a flash of a commercial instead of the full 20 seconds. Getting a person to see something for a split second is easy. Filmmakers do it all the time. Watch the last few frames in Hitchcock's classic Psycho. Getting a person to buy or do something based on that split second is another matter entirely. I mean, it seems like such a process, but I'm going to agree with them. Mm. You know how in Toy Story, this is very, it's not random, it's like the next topic, because the next... Ah, conspiracy theory here is moon landing hoax. Um, and I'm seeing here, this guy is called Buzz Aldrin. I, I never used to get why Buzz in Toy Story used to have that um uniform or suit, space suit. Or, like, I nev- honestly, I never got it. But I was like, oh, you know? And now I do. So that's, that's great. Um... NASA landed astronauts on the moon in 1969. Mm. By the 1970s, a bizarre conspiracy emerged that the moon landing never happened. 
which might be true, which which might be true, which, mm, you know, Hollywood is in America, and y'all can act, so <laughs> we're not surprised, or I'm not surprised. The conspiracy was described in a 1976 self-published book. We never went to the moon. Wow, someone actually wrote a book. <laughs> America's $30 billion spindle. And a 1978 movie, Capricorn One. Even as late as 2001, there was a Fox documentary conspiracy theory. Did we land on the moon? That gave airtime to the claims that the whole Apollo moon landing program was faked. Huh. Why don't we make Elon Musk go for real? Maybe he can just go if he wants. You know, that guy just does things. Um, There are plenty of debunkings of the various moon hoax claims. Then there's the issue of the hundreds of pounds of moon rocks that have been studied around the world and verified as being of extraterrestrial origin. How did NASA get the rocks if not during a moon landing? Why would scientists from around the globe willingly participate in the American Space Agency's hoax? You know, it's very odd though, because honestly, I think someone would have spoken up by now. Because there's people who just can't stand hoaxes and lies. I mean, just at least one person. So... I mean, let's keep going and see. Many astronauts have been offended by the implication that they faked their accomplishments. In 2002, when conspiracy theorist Bart Sibrol confronted Buzz Aldrin and called him a coward and a liar for faking the moon landings, the then 72-year-old punched Sibrol in the jaw. Wow. Imagine, for example, if you see people have claimed to see Mary, the mother of Jesus, or, I mean, the Shroud of Turin actually exists. I mean, there's claims that it is the Shroud of Turin. The the Shroud of Turin is the cloth in which uh, Jesus Christ was buried in and it is somewhere in Italy. People go see it. But I mean we don't actually know that it is the one, although a lot of people believe that it is the one anyway. Or I remember this one time reading this weird news. Someone found the tooth of John the Baptist from the Bible. So imagine Something like that happening to you or, or or like Jesus Christ appearing to you and then like you know what you saw and and like you were there, you know, it happened and you're very sure it happened because you're not crazy. I mean we're all crazy but you're not mentally unstable, you know. You don't even have a reason to like just start making up stories. And then someone just comes to you and tells you that it's a lie and you faked the whole thing. 
I would punch them, honestly. Like, I might be crazy, but let's both be crazy. Um, who loves the Beatles? The Beatles. I remember the first time I heard about the Beatles. I was like, okay, okay, they sound interesting. Not their song specifically. I was like, sounds like an interesting group of people, right? So I was like, let me check out their songs. And the first song I heard of the Beatles was Hey Jude. And I liked it. And that's the end of my story. Um, Because I'm still at Hey Jude. <laughs> I've never looked for the other songs. I mean, I guess I will at some point in my life. I'm just not at that stage yet. So, Paul McCartney's death. I mean, I didn't really know the old... The young, sorry, the young Paul McCartney. So I don't know if the one who's still alive is the actual one. But I mean, even Beyonce was said to be dead and reborn as someone else. So let's see. Um, Paul McCartney is not dead. Until mid-2019, he was still touring, in fact. And he probably still would be if the coronavirus pandemic hadn't cancelled his gigs. He gives interviews. He has a website. He occasionally appears in the tabloids. Pretty good for a guy that some conspiracy theorists think died in 1966. The Paul is dead conspiracy goes something like this. Um, on November 9th, 1966. Paul McCartney got into an argument with the other Beatles, stormed out of the studio, and was promptly decapitated in a car accident. Huh. To cover the whole thing up, the band hired a lookalike and soundalike. It's very interesting that they would find someone who looks and sounds like him, and people would just go on assuming it's the same person. That strikes me as very odd. After going through all this trouble, though, the band then took great pains to drop clues in the album covers and lyrics to hint to the public that something was amiss. For example, on the cover of the Abbey Road album, all four Beatles are photographed striding across the zebra crossing, but only McCartney is barefoot and out of step to the other three. This this must mean something, right? I mean, maybe, maybe not. Maybe we're just looking too much into it or overthinking it. Or maybe it is what it is. Um, despite public denials by the band and many, many public appearances by McCartney, fans couldn't just let it be and came together to look for more clues. Um, you know... Uh... How exactly did they find this look-alike and sound-alike? Did they put adverts or did they, I don't know, send someone to walk around the world looking for this guy? It just did really make a lot of sense to me. So honestly, I think it's the same person. If he was dead, maybe he would send his ghost to like tell us. Mm, 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 mm. the next one is uh, tricky 
if I may use that word, JFK's assassination. You know, I was watching this movie the other day. I feel like I'm always watching movies, but at the end, it was it was uh was it was the rock i think was the name of the movie the stars were sean connery and nicholas cage big fan of sean connery because i'm a big fan of james bond um so at the end of the movie um sean connery tells nicholas cage to go to a certain location to retrieve something it's a church somewhere in kansas i think um and so he retrieves this thing that he's been told to retrieve, right? And he's with some other person in the car. This is Nicolas Cage. And um, he opens it, and I don't remember what it was, but he asks this other person, do you really want to find out who killed JFK? I was like, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Did they arrest the wrong person? Or did this person have... You know? Was he abetted by some other person? So I'll go through this one. Um, John F. Kennedy was shot in 1963 in a Dallas motorcade. But did Lee Harvey Oswald act alone? Or was there a second gunman on the grassy knoll? These questions are the gateway to a vast arena of conspiracy theories that have spawned endless speculation in hundreds of books, articles, and films. It didn't help that Lee Harvey Oswald was murdered in the basement of Dallas Police Headquarters while surrounded by police officers only two days after the assassination and by a guy with ties to the mob. The whole thing stunk, people figured. Plenty of shadowy culprits have been suggested at the masterminds of the Kennedy assassination, Fidel Castro's government, or maybe anti-Castro activists, or organized crime, or the CIA, or Vice President Lyndon Johnson, or who knows. Well, the thing about presidents is it turns out they have a lot of enemies. That's true, that's true. The Warren Commission report produced by the official investigation into Kennedy's death found no evidence of overarching conspiracies, though plenty of theories still flourish. Um, I don't even want to get into that one. It seems very touchy. Um, this next one I have never really heard of. Uh, the Protocols of the Elders of Zion. Is this Zion, Zion, you know, like Bible Zion, or let me see. Um, The Protocols of the Learned Elders of Zion is a hoaxed anti-Semitic book that purported to reveal a Jewish conspiracy to achieve world domination. Okay. Um, the mentioning countries I didn't think would be in this, but let's keep going. It first appeared in Russia in 1905 and described how Christians' morality, finances, 
and health would be targeted by a small group of powerful Jews. The anti-Semitic idea that there is a Jewish conspiracy is nothing new, of course, and has been repeated by many prominent people, including Henry Ford and Mel Gibson. Mm. In 1920, Henry Ford paid to have half a million copies of the Protocols of the Elders of Zion published, and in the 1930s, the book was used by the Nazis as justification for his genocide against Jews. In fact, Adolf Hitler referred to the Protocols in his book Mein Kampf. Mein Kampf means... I can't remember, honestly. But I know I have this book. I think it means my struggles. But don't take my word for it. Though the book has been completely discredited as a hoax and forgery, it is still in print and remains widely circulated around the world. I'm definitely going to look for that book. Mm. This next topic looks interesting. Um... Barack Obama birtherism. I don't know what birtherism means, but let's see. Some conspiracies like chemtrails percolate in the background of certain communities, never really penetrating the larger public. Others have big impacts. The Barack Obama birtherism conspiracy is one of the latter. Barack Obama, the 44th President of the United States, was born in 1961 in Honolulu, Hawaii. But as soon as Obama began his campaign for president in 2008, Bathers began to circulate the conspiracy theory that Obama had actually been born in Kenya. Okay, that makes sense. Kenya, my country. The country of his father. Hmm. They argued that this meant Obama was not a natural-born citizen of the U.S., even though his mother was an American citizen and thus he could not be president. Never mind that there were announcements of Obama's birth in the Honolulu newspaper or that friends of Obama's mother remembered the day she went into labor. To combat the conspiracies, Obama not only had to release a copy of his birth certificate in 2008, he had to follow up with the release of the original long-form document in 2011, contrary to the hospital's usual policy of issuing computer copies of birth certificates as acceptable identification. The 2011 release reduced the number of Americans who believed in birtherism, according to Gallup polling, but many conservative political activists and pundits raised their profiles by advocating for birtherism. Among them, Donald Trump, who was at the time the soon-to-be president. Huh. Not shocking at all. Mm, two more, two more. I can see COVID and 5G. This one, I remember when COVID started, it was very rampant. You know, everyone had their own article they would put on facebook or on whatsapp you know i was like hey, okay people are very knowledgeable about something that just happened <laughs> but let's see um probably no event since 9-11 has spawned more conspiratorial thinking than the covid19 pandemic 
There are conspiracies about the origin of the virus as well as basically every government's reactions. Many people even believe doctors are lying about COVID-related deaths, blaming the virus for deaths with other causes. A distrust of big pharma fomented for years by alternative medicine advocates like Kevin Trudeau, best-selling author of Natural Cures They Don't Want You to Know About. A textbook conspiratorial title if there ever was one. True, have also fed into conspiracies about medical treatment and vaccination. I remember this episode in Family Guy where these people didn't want to do it to get vaccinated and then everyone got so sick. I was like, hmm, interesting. One of the older conspiracies mixes long-standing fears of 5G wireless technology with fears about the virus. According to the COVID 5G conspiracy, electromagnetic frequencies from cell phone towers undermine the immune system, making people sick with COVID. Researchers reported in 2020 in the journal Media International Australia. Another conspiracy theory claims that the COVID 19 vaccines contain tracking chips that connect to 5G networks. So the government or possibly billionaire and vaccine philanthropist Bill Gates, <laughs> we all agree on that one, can surveil everyone's movements. Goodness, and I got the vaccine. Is there a way I can, like, undo it? <laughs> As CNBC points out, 5G chips are too large to fit through a vaccine syringe, and even the smallest RFID chips that could fit require a power source that couldn't make the squeeze. I don't know what RFID is, and I will find out soon enough. Um, when, oh wait, sorry, this is buds are real. That seems very, seems like clickbait, because, I mean, we've seen buds and we've eaten buds and we've touched buds, so how are they not real, you know? When is a conspiracy not a conspiracy? I don't know. When it's an elaborate piece of performance art. Okay. Or does that make it even more of a conspiracy theory? The Birds are a real conspiracy is a movement developed by Peter Mackindo, 23, who started spreading the idea in 2017. I hope it's not about actual birds. Until a December 2021 interview with the New York Times, Mackindo stayed in character as a true believer, insisting in media interviews and online that birds are real, but rather they are surveillance drones made by the U.S. government. What? Birds aren't real has a staff. It has organized real-life protests, it bought real-life billboards, and it emblazoned vans with the claim. The goal, says Mackendo, is to parody the misinformation that Gen Z finds itself stewing in. Bards aren't real is not a shallow satire of conspiracies from the outside. It is from the deep inside, he told the New York Times. A lot of people in our generation feel the lunacy in all this, and Bards aren't real has been a way for people to process that. I don't know why this is not making any sense to me at all. Like, not even 1% of sense. 
the experiment revealed that conspiracies sometimes grow by credulity. Local media sometimes reported on births aren't real as if it was something young people really believed rather than an elaborate joke. Sounds like a joke. Birds aren't real organizers hope the joke will become a force for good by exposing all the ways misinformation thrives. And yes, we have been intentionally spreading misinformation for the past four years, but it's with a purpose. I'm sorry, pardon, misinformation? What? I'm, I'm lost, honestly, like I'm so lost. Is this guy lying to people on purpose? Like he's trying to inadvertently prove a point. Um, Mackindos. It's about holding up a mirror to America in the internet age. All that to prove a point. Some people, I think, need Grammys for proving points because I, this, this man needs um a Grammy, a Tony, an Emmy. Everything, because I wouldn't think of that to prove a point. Not not in a thousand years, but um. Maybe. In another episode, I will look for more conspiracy theories. You can hit me up about the ones that you want me to look into and talk about, and I will do just that. Um, just have a wonderful day and keep smiling. Bye. Why you ever chose me has always been a mystery. Cause all my life I've been told I belong At the end of the line With all the other not quite With all the never get it right Well, but it turns out they're the ones you were looking for all this time Cause I'm just a nobody I'm trying to tell everybody All about somebody Who saved my soul Ever since you rescued me, you gave my heart a song to sing. I'm living for the world to see, nobody but Jesus. I'm living for the world to see, nobody but Jesus. Come on, Crip. Moses has stage fright. David brought a rock to sword fight. You think 12 outsiders, nobody would have chosen and you changed the world. With the moral of the story, everybody's got a purpose. So when I hear that devil start talking to me, saying, Who do you think you are? I say, I'm just a